0: Hello, and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast, is number 1583. The topic is training, and the title is When to Use Weight Training for Cardio versus Normal Cardio. Okay. So the situation that this came up is one of my clients is a personal trainer, actually over half of my current clients are personal trainers, which is super fun, but this one specifically uh, is a personal trainer, and she works out four days a week, and her workout structure, is: we start with a movement prep circuit, we do something for kind of thoracic and shoulder health, something for core uh, strength and health, and then something for hips you know whether it's addressing tight muscles or making the hips stronger just something for the shoulders core and hips kind of thing then we go into a muscle cardio circuit which for this person we do two days where it's a lower body focus but it's still full body it's just lower body emphasis and then two days where it's full body but an upper body emphasis so for example she might do uh, like body weight alternating reverse lunges and then we might do side, like side lunge jumps, and then burpees, some kind of annoyance full body thing. Uh, and that's just off the top of my head. That's actually not in your workouts, <laughs> but off the top of my head, that's something like it. So which is like body weight based and or very light weights. Uh, and it way we structure it is, I usually give her three to four movements. And I say, I want you to do these back to back to back to back and time yourself. And by the time you go through all three movements for a set, whatever that time is, you would want to take anywhere from a half to two times that amount of time as your rest period. So if it takes one minute, because that'll just make the math easier, (laughs) you should take 30 seconds to two minutes as your rest. So, if somebody's not very aerobically fit, or they're doing some horribly challenging things, if it takes a minute for them to complete all exercises, and more realistically would be like, say, like two minutes or three minutes. So we'll go with uh, three minutes, okay? So maybe it takes them three minutes to complete everything. They then would take half that time, a minute and a half, all the way up to six minutes as a rest before they go into the next circuit, like the next round. So. If they're not aerobically fit or they're doing something super demanding, like maybe we're including like farmer's carries and like sled drags and stuff, they're going to need longer uh, recovery. So it might take them four minutes, five minutes, maybe up to six minutes. Maybe we're doing body weight only and it's more so just a busy circuit before we go do some squats. Then they're probably maybe only taking like half, you know, a minute and a half if it took three minutes. But what we want to do that is is we would see, okay, Are the movements too easy, therefore they don't even need half the amount of time for recovery? That's too easy of movements, we gotta pick harder things. If they don't recover within twice the amount of time of them being active, then their aerobic capacity is horrible or the exercises are too damn demanding. So we have to modify that. So that's kind of generally the parameters is you have a unit of time of work and then you take half to two times that amount of time for rest. You have another unit of time for work, then half to two times that amount of time for rest. So it's basically interval cardio. It's interval cardio, but using weight train, like body weight movements, weight training movements for the cardio, rather than doing it on, you know, running on a track or treadmill or step mill or something like that. So it's interval cardio, but you're using your muscles. So I commonly refer to it as muscle cardio. <laughs> so, We do that. Then she goes and does her main lift for the day, squat bench, deadlift, overhead press, big things like that. And then we finish with an accessory circuit. Sometimes we do weird, fun bodyweight kind of crazy things. Sometimes we'll have it be boring and basic if we need to like just improve our deadlift. And I'm like, hey, let's just do some, you know, like if they have a her her gym, she's a hip thrust machine. So I was like, go get on the hip thrust machine and let's add in like a single leg stiff leg deadlifts. Let's really work on the hamstrings and glutes, that upper connector by the hip. And if they do conventional deadlift, That'll help blow up, you know, their conventional deadlift deadlift strength. So sometimes we'll do some specific stuff. Sometimes I'll ever do weird, fun, you know, athletic type things. Uh, Like the one time we were doing uh, single arm pull-up negatives, and then she was going into single arm push-ups. And she loved it, but that was really freaking hard for her. But that was super fun. So that's our workout structure for her is movement prep circuit, muscle cardio circuit, main lift, and then an accessory circuit. With all that, we don't do normal cardio. She doesn't do treadmills, elliptical step mills. She hasn't stepped on one of those in a couple of years. <laughs> um, so now so it means we don't do steady state cardio. The, the muscle cardio that we do would be technically interval cardio, so that's our cardio. So we just use weight training as our cardio, and that helps us with a million things. So the muscle cardio helps us address body weight strength. She wants to have good relative strength, so that's it. It helps to strengthen small supporting muscles. So if I know she's weak in certain areas, I'll pick movements that target those areas as part of our muscle cardio. It also improves overall muscular shape. Uh, due to the volume of the muscle tr- cardio throughout the week, I can hyper-focus on shoulders or hyper-focus on glutes and get uh, some growth af- uh, aspects uh, within that muscle cardio in, in accumulation throughout the week. It also helps with cardiovascular health. Health and improves aerobic recovery, uh, which actually helps her rec- recover aerobically better in her main lifts like squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press. And then it also improves our overall recovery between workouts. The more cardiovascularly fit someone is, the better they recover between workouts. And it helps with kind of overall body weight, uh, body coordination. And we can also kind of be more specific with our exercise selection to try to help our main lifts. So maybe as part of our muscle circuit, uh, muscle cardio circuit, I'll include like planks to help improve core bracing, which will help towards, you know, deadlifts or squat, for example. So there's an enormous, enormous, enormous amount of benefits to muscle cardio, which is weight training as cardio that's what muscle cardio means. So it's a lot of benefits on top of normal cardio. So normal cardio has some good things, but it doesn't have as much benefits as muscle cardio does. But since this client is a trainer, they were wondering who, how, and when uh, they should be using normal cardio. So for example, they had a client and the client has extreme postural needs. They have horrible, horrible posture. They're very weak. They're just very muscularly, uh, just, yeah, just weak. (laughs) And they were saying is, is they're having trouble figuring out how to program for that client because typically they use variations of what we do. And you know, that works out really well. We've talked about a lot of things over the years. So this one was just kind of fun and it fit for a good topic for today. But what they were seeing was is within a single hour, my client, the trainer, is having trouble fitting in everything that she would normally do for her workouts for this client. Now, she believes the movement prep work is absolutely important for posture and improving overall body mechanics. And I'm like, yep, you're 100% right. That's definitely a high priority. Then she's like, well, then strength is definitely the huge element. So the main lift component I want to do right after the movement prep because this, this client needs it so bad. They're so weak and that's contributing to a lot of their health issues. And I was like, we're well, absolutely right. <laughs> and then she said, but by the time i get through the teaching of everything we don't really have a lot of time for any kind of extra movements they might get in a little bit of stuff maybe some body weight you know step ups she times her for 20 seconds lets her take a 10 second rest times her for 20 seconds take a 10 second rest but maybe they only have like three minutes or five minutes to do something like that so it's not the amount that she's normally used to and then the client's exercise and kind of technique knowledge is so low that the client like my client, the trainer doesn't feel comfortable giving her client, this client that has the issues, any kind of like muscle cardio circuits to do on their own. So she's like, well, what should I do? What can I do? And I said, well, this is a great time for actually normal cardio. So I know I don't program normal cardio for you, but this would actually be a time where you could use it. You could use it in addition to their workouts with you. So you would have the two workouts you would do with that client. And then you'd ask her, you know, one, two or three times, whatever her schedule is and whatever, you know, her abilities are to add in an additional like normal cardio. Go for a walk for 10 minutes. Go if you're at the gym, you know, go like use the treadmill for 10 minutes, the elliptical for 10 minutes. I don't know if she can do the stair mill or not. Probably not because weak issues here, weakness issues here. So she's probably not going to be able to do like the step mill. But that's what my client would do is, okay. I'm going to train this person for two times a week. And then maybe one, two, or three times a week, I'm going to ask them to just move. Do some extra stuff. But since their exercise knowledge is so low, the extra stuff is going to be normal cardio. Uh, So then what you can do is within each workout, try to teach them one movement that you might have them do as, as part of like muscle cardio. So teach them how to do like box squats onto a chair or a bench. Like how to just do proper box squats onto a chair or a bench. That could be just something you teach them at the very end of a workout or somewhere in the middle, you know, and you just teach them one element. Then maybe the second workout that week, maybe you reteach them that element and kind of refine some technique. Then the next week, maybe you teach them a new element. In the week after that, another new element, you know, teach them a couple things, string those things together, and then have it be a short little muscle cardio routine. So you can have them do something as simple as Uh, You know, like box squats onto a bench, then they could do body weight RDLs where they reach down and try to touch the middle of their shin, but focusing on vertical shins, pushing their hips back, which helps, you know, create stretching and maybe improve mobility and posture. And then maybe you'd have them do, uh, like if they have a low step-up block, you might have them do 30 seconds of step-ups. And that's pretty safe. That's something you could teach them within a couple workouts. And then that can become, instead of the extra one, two, or three workouts that are purely normal cardio, you would say, hey, one of those workouts, perform this circuit for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. You know, start to blend normal cardio and muscle cardio into those extra workouts. And over time, that will help them kind of improve a lot of things. Like... So normal cardio has a ton of benefits on its own. It's, it's low intensity. So if somebody's already maxed out their recovery ability or they have limited recovery, maybe because they have an injury or something, then normal cardio is good to keep them busy, but it's low intensity, it's low recovery demand. It can also help with digestive health. So um, going for a walk after you, after you eat is really helpful for digestive health. Or if you've just been sitting around for a couple of hours after eating, it's good to get up and move. That helps a lot. Uh, it can also help with um, water retention. You know, it helps process water. It actually can make them thirsty to help them get to drink more water. It can increase discipline and willpower by having them be consistent with doing those extra sessions. And it can create a healthy self-care schedule. Maybe they learn where they can fit in 10 minutes to take care of themselves in the the busyness of a normal day. So there are a lot of benefits to normal cardio. But muscle cardio just has all those extra things, (laughs) you know, and that's where it would be nice to be able to add that in when the person can. So normal cardio works well when you, when you need to just be busy and active, but you don't have the recovery capacity to add more weight training. You, you're maybe just at a place where you don't have the ability to do that. So like I have one client, uh, they add in 10 minutes of walking at work. And they're like, yeah, could I do 10 minutes of bodyweight squats and sit-ups and stuff? Sure, but then I'll be all sweaty and crazy out of breath for my next meeting. So they're like, I just like going for a walk because also... If a meeting runs later, they have to take a phone call. They can do that while walking. You're not going to do that while you're bodyweight squatting, you know, kind of thing. So it really depends on their schedule, where their availability is for when, they, when that workout is. There's a lot of um, individuality as to why you would, I don't even know if that's the right word, but there's a lot of individual reasons. That's a better, I think, way of saying it. Individual reasons as why well, you'd pick normal cardio versus muscle cardio. If you have an open option for each, muscle cardio is more effective, it's, it's better, uh, but uh, both of them are better than nothing. <laughs> so hopefully that kind of helps explain it a little bit, is the best way to add, like if you're gonna add extra activity, muscle cardio using weight training for cardio is better than normal cardio, But normal cardio can be more appropriate depending on the person uh, in in many ways, their abilities, their recovery capacity, and, and where they'd be doing that extra activity. So if you want to learn more about how to do muscle cardio, how to build in, um, you know, kind of like weight training cardio into your workouts, we have podcast number 497. You can find all of our podcasts on our website, www.brewlandergym.com. Podcast 497, it's a trainer education podcast. I used to do those all the time. We have like over 160 of those. Uh, Trainer education podcast, and it's titled Creating Cardio Within Weight Training. So it'd be a great way to learn how to do that. Uh, but super helpful, super fun. I thought that was just a nice topic that the client and I were talking through and thought some other people might find that discussion beneficial. (laughs) So hopefully that was helpful. Uh, well, cool. Uh, If you need anything from me, just let me know. Our email is BrutalIronGym at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please share it. When you share it, let people know that we answer questions for free. That's the whole point of what the podcast is for. They send in a question, I answer it for free. And then thank you to those who donate to support the podcast so this can actually be free. You can donate on our website, www.brutalironjim.com. Even just $5 a month, it adds up and it helps a lot. So thank you very much to those who do that. If you'd like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. I post on Instagram every day, YouTube a lot. So find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful and thank you for listening.